Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike DePatria, here to break down this wonderful, and I mean wonderful, January 18th, Martin Luther King Jr. Day slate. Uh, anytime it's uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. King Jr. Day, we always have a slate packed full of games, and it's basketball all day long, and that's the most wonderful thing as well. So uh, we're going to have a lot of slates to talk about. Normally, you know, we'll, we'll touch on every single slate, and that is exactly what we're doing. There is one game that is being left off of every DraftKings slate, and that's the Cleveland Cavs going against the Washington Wizards. Don't blame them. Uh, that game seems like it has a decent chance to be canceled in general right now. So something worth monitoring. And that's the the general, I guess, uh, mantra going on right now in DFS and in basketball is to monitor everything, you know, follow it closely and be prepared because anything could happen right now. Before we jump into anything, quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, mybookie.ag. And people always ask me, you know, who am I betting on tonight? Uh, whether it is the Lakers or Clippers, whether if it was uh, today, maybe uh, maybe I would have told you Bucks, maybe I would have told you Saints. Nonetheless, it doesn't matter what I tell you. It's about where you bet. That is the most important thing. Check out my book, you guys. Use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. They'll give you a 50% deposit match up to $1,000. They're the only place I trust to handle all my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for the national uh, championship football game, as well as the Super Bowl, as well as the NBA Finals. All the big hitters, they give you the absolute best lines, guys. So check them out. We have the AFC, NFC Championship games right around the corner. Get your money in there. Make sure you use that promo code when you deposit, and you'll get free money to play with. The only sports book I trust. And then while you're at it, check out Manscaped. Use that promo code HOOPBALL20. You get 20% off plus free shipping on your entire purchase, and you're saying... You know, what am I going to get? What what do I need to get from Manscaped? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Try a couple of their products. If you absolutely hate them, take it out on me. Because there's a few of them that I can absolutely stand behind. The Lawnmower 3.0, the Weed Whacker, the Body Wash, the Conditioner. Everything that comes in that perfect package kit is absolutely fantastic. Okay? So check them out, guys. Use that promo code, HOOPBALL20. You get 20% off plus free shipping. You can get it as a gift. And like I said... If you're a little worried about trying it out, I know it's a big brand. You hear it all the time. Is it really that good? That's what that promo code's for. You get 20% off plus free shipping. It makes the wor- it makes it worthwhile to give it, you know, give it a shot. Give it a shot. All waterproof. That's the best part. So we'll start off. First showdown slate of the day is a noon Eastern Standard Time game, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Orlando Magic traveling to New York to take on the Knicks. As of right now, Knicks have yet to submit their injury report. But on the Magic side of things, Alfred Camino, Mo Bamba, Michael Carter-Williams, Evan Fournier, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, and Chumo Okiki all have been ruled out. Uh, you know, looking on this Knicks side of the ball, there's a few injuries that we could probably, you know, already determine. Frank Nicolina, he's been out for some time. Burks has yet to play. Seems like he's getting closer and closer, but he did not play uh, during today, that being Sunday's game. So it wouldn't be surprising if he misses another one. So I think we could probably chalk those two guys up for being out. We'll start over here on the Orlando side of the ball. A couple of these guys played absolutely fantastic in that last one against Brooklyn, especially Nikola Vucevic. Uh, you know, those five steals, he had those at the half. So surprisingly, he, he could add more. 
Uh, came out, put up 70 DK points almost, nonetheless, 34, 10, and 7 in that game against Brooklyn. Now, he's the most expensive guy uh, on this Orlando team, and rightfully so. And let's be real, he's got to have the most one of the most safe players uh, and the highest upsides on the team as well. So I, I don't mind looking at him. I prefer to kind of go mid, more mid-tier or save money at my captain spot in this kind of game. Allows me to maybe get Vucevic and Randall possibly if I do that. So I'll be looking at Vucevic. I'll be looking at Aaron Gordon at his price tag as well. I think that's very fair. Uh, non-captain spot, 9K for Aaron Gordon, 10-8 for Vucevic. It's going to be tough to probably play both these guys. And then we're going to want a little bit of this guard exposure. If Michael Carter-Williams has already been ruled out, you know, looking at a good Cole Anthony game in that last one, you know, you don't want to necessarily chase that. But we don't mind it either. It's solid value in this. He has upside. Uh, it's not going to burn us. But if you wanted to pivot Cole Anthony, go to a guy like Terrence Ross at 7,800. I do not mind that as well. And if you're looking for kind of those GPP pivots, kind of get off the board type guys, you're looking at, you know, your Ken Birch and Dwayne Bacons. Uh, both those guys should play some decent minutes. Birch, a great point per minute type guy. Uh, and he's been playing a significant role regardless. Played 25 minutes in that last one. So game gets out of hand. He's guaranteed a little bit more run as well. Sliding over to the New York side of things. Talked about it. Julius Randle, highest price guy on this side of the ball. 10-4. And he's just rapping and rolling at this point. It's it's tough to argue against Randall with a floor of about 45 every single night. The price tag's kind of getting up there. Uh, it is a showdown slate, though, so we are looking for those raw points. And between him and Vucevic, those two guys have the highest raw points. So we're going to try to get both those guys in there. That's the goal. I get a fade Barrett. I know a lot of people ch- might chase that after that big performance that he had today. I'll let somebody else chase that. I already said I want to try to get Randall. I want to try to get Vucevic, so I'm not going to be able to get Barrett and some of these other high-priced guys as well. Uh, Mitchell Robinson is going to be in a tough spot. 7200 is a fair price tag if you want to take a look at him. And now quickly at 5400 he is going to be everybody's favorite chalk play. Uh, this guy's been cooking. He's been getting you know solid minutes, consistent run. He's been taking shot attempts. He's not scared of doing that necessarily. And he's been playing great defense. I love this guy. I think he's going to be starting over Alfred Payton sooner rather than later. He's going to put that whole Tom Thibodeau doesn't play rookies thing to bed. Uh, and we'll be getting to see some pretty good games. But nonetheless, you know, it's hard to argue against him. If you wanted to fade him due to the ownership, that makes sense. We're talking about a showdown slate. So you kind of have to go against the grain in some spots. So I don't mind it. And if you're going against the grain, you know, there's plenty of guys to do it with in on the Knicks. You know, between Rivers, Bullock, Knox, uh, you know, even if you want to look at Toppin, who played significant minutes today, uh, you know, 17 minutes after basically being phased out of the rotation almost back on uh, in that first Brooklyn game. Uh, put up 12 points, five rebounds. So he's a guy that's coming in at just about mid-salary that we could definitely get some shares of. It allows us to spend up on some of these other guys. So for me on the Knicks side of the ball, I'll be looking at some Randall. I'll be looking at some Quickly. I'll be looking at some of these value plays between Top and Bullock, maybe some Rivers. And I don't mind a stab or two on Alfred Payton, but no R.J. Barrett for me. If you happen to land on him, you got the extra money. I don't mind it, but I'm not going out of my way to play him. We'll keep it moving to the next slate. It's not even the next game. To the next slate. So this is where it breaks off. We have an early slate. Three games. Starts at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Minnesota Timberwolves. Traveling to Atlanta. Take on the Hawks. Uh, this is another game we have to keep a close eye on. Timberwolves, one team that have been struggling to have enough guys to play. But we'll start with the injury report on the Hawks side. Bogdan Bogdanovich, Chris Dunn, both ruled out. Cam Reddish is questionable. Danilo Gallinari, doubtful. 
for the Timberwolves. Wancho Hernan Gomez, Ricky Rubio, Carl Anthony Towns, all ruled out. Josh Kogi, probable. And uh, just, you know, shout out and you know, prayers to Carl Anthony Towns. This guy's just been through so much, um, you know, just a testament, for, uh, you know, to how, how strong this young man actually is. It's just for his entire family to be suffering through this wrist injury, now himself going through it. Uh, it's it's not it can't be easy. So, you know, hope for hopefully he's back on the court sooner rather than later. Uh, outside, this is one of those things bigger than basketball. So, uh, wish nothing but the best for Carl Anthony Towns and his family. Nonetheless, we'll start off with this Minnesota side of things. And uh, yeah, let's look at this game as far as the game total. So we actually do have one for it. Two thirty-five and a half. Atlanta being favored by seven points of this one. So. It's uh, it's going to be one of the higher game totals on this early slate. It's going to be one of the games that we're going to want to get some of the value in. D'Angelo Russell priced up at 8600 That price boost is with Carl Anthony Towns now off the floor. Should be looking at about you know 35 to a 40-point floor night in and night out. It's a great matchup going against the Hawks. We know that uh, Trey Young doesn't play great defense. So I don't mind looking at some D'Angelo Russell whatsoever i think he's uh he's actually going to be pretty popular in this spot so don't mind him um you know not necessarily going to be my favorite play because i do like some beasley as well just kind of spend down a little bit should continue to see close to 20 shot attempts and if he's taking that kind of usage uh i'll, I'll take it push him to shove doesn't surprise me if he outscores d'angelo russell so i think both these guys absolutely fantastic plays but i do prefer beasley over russell just on a point per dollar standpoint uh not an actual skill standpoint Looking at Nas Reed, should slot back into that starting center role like he was. Um, you know, with that, because yeah, Hernan Gomez is also, I'll keep that in mind. With that being said, he's a guy that struggles to stay out of foul trouble. Uh, he'll find himself in it pretty quickly. He'll get checked out probably about five, six minutes into the game. And when that happens, that's what we're going to have to keep an eye on. Who comes in? Uh, because Jared Vanderbilt has been playing absolutely phenomenal for Minnesota all season. Pretty much the best backup big outside of Carl Anthony Towns. Great point per minute guy. So if for some reason we see him draw that start, whether it's at power forward or center, because the Hawks do play big. They run Collins. They run Capella. So we might see something along the lines of a Nas Reed Vanderbilt or, uh, you know, maybe it's even Nas Reed at Davis. Uh, Maybe Lehman finds his way back in the lineup. And at that you know point, I'm not touching Lehman. I don't care if he's minimum salary. I'd rather get hit by a bus. Just not doing it. Uh, But Vanderbilt is definitely somebody I have my eye on at 4,300. Same thing goes for Nas Reed, and I don't mind. Uh, I would prefer Ed Davis over Jake Lehman if I had to choose between one of those dumpster dives. So my favorite plays, Beasley, uh, these front court guys, and that is it. Sliding over to the Atlanta side of things, uh, Trey Young finally starting to get things together in that last one. Didn't do great from the floor, but he just wasn't shy. Took 23 shot attempts, put up 50 DK points, 26 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds, 9,400. Hard not to like him on this slate. Uh, you know, probably the one guy outside of, you know, if you're looking at, um, you know, Damian Lillard in that last game that you're going to spend up on, in my opinion. And when it comes down to, you know, Trey or Lillard, I think they're both fantastic options. You can't really go wrong with either. You know, Dame, especially with Nurkic going down, now with CJ going down, it's going to be game. It's going to be Dame time. Uh, nonetheless, that may have a little bit of a pivot off of Trey Young, and you get the guy in the higher game total game. So, I do like Trey Young in this matchup. Probably won't be playing too much John Collins, but if you can't afford Young and you're looking for somebody to put it up on offense, I don't mind him. But the guy I'd prefer over Collins would be Clint Capella. Finally getting his minutes back up there. Played 37 in that game against Portland. Now, here's the thing. 
this Minnesota team is in kind of shambles, they might not need to play Capella 3,700. So I do not trust him in cash necessarily. I think he's a fantastic play. But if he plays, you know, 26, 27 minutes at 7,500, he's not getting us there. He's getting us 30 to 33 DK points. We really needed him to play above 30 minutes, and it'll be a good play. We can't trust that for cash. Just can't do it. Uh, looking at some of these guys in the wings between your, uh, you know, Kevin Waiter, if you want to look at Cam Reddish, if he plays, uh, both those guys, fine options. Uh, probably prefer Reddish, but it's just the minutes we don't know. So Huerta played 36 in that last one. Feels a little bit more secure with that minutes roll, but the price is up there. It's a great matchup. I just don't love that his price tag is slightly elevated. At that point, I think I would just prefer uh, DeAndre Hunter at only $400 more. He's uh, you know been in a little bit of a slump, I guess you can call it, over the last two games for what he's been doing and how he's been shooting, especially from deep. Uh, he's one for eight over his last eight shot attempts from deep. Uh, on the season, he's been lights out, though. This guy's really stepped up this season and has been performing great. So keep your eye on Rajan Rondo, too, down there at 3,100. Just a great point per minute guy. Not a guy that I'm really going to go clamoring about and say you got to play or anything like that, but worth keeping an eye on. On to the next game, Detroit versus Miami. Uh, as far as injuries go for Detroit, Killian Hayes ruled out. Frank Jackson probable on the Miami side of things. Avery Bradley out. Jimmy Butler out. Myers Leonard out, Tyler Hero questionable, Gabe Vincent probable. As of right now, this game is not coming in with any sort of game total or spread, so we're going to have to wait and see on this. But looking at this Detroit side of things, it's tough not to love Jeremy Grant with how consistent and great this dude has been all season long. He has been a surprise. You know, the price tag keeps going up, but I can't sit here and tell you, you know, don't look at him, don't play him. He's getting it done in so many different ways, defensively, offensively, chipping in with rebounds and assists. I love his game. The usage isn't going anywhere. If anything, this guy's going to probably start taking more than 20 shot attempts per game. And, you know, even if he stops hitting him at such a great clip, who cares? It's DFS. We'll take it. So, you know, I'm not saying he's a bang, lock, and play. He, he merits fade at that price tag. And not even necessarily fade, but, you know, don't go overweight on him. But it's hard to ignore him at this price tag and, and with how well he's been playing. Uh, should be something priced higher, like 8800 at this point. But Blake Griffin, 6600 Not a guy that I'm overall you know, intrigued by or really interested in. It's a fine matchup. He's going to keep doing the assists. He's going to keep having them. Uh, that gives him that nice steady floor. Uh, but at 6600 I, I think I'll take a pass. I think there's other guys. He just hasn't started making any of my initial builds off the rip. And then we're going to look at this guard position between Derrick Rose and DeLon Wright. Derrick Rose seems like he's going to continue to have his minutes monitor and limited. He shot 8-12 in that last one, so don't be chasing that game. And then if you want to take a look at DeLon Wright, I really don't mind him. Uh, he's really kind of grabbed his point guard position by the helm and trying to play more of a traditional point guard. Uh, well, for the most time in his career, he's been asked to come off the bench and be like a scoring tweener type guard. But about you know 10 assists uh, in that last one, 7 the game prior, we're starting to see him slowly come along. He's not shooting great from the field. If he you know, shoots anything better than what he did, 4 of 17 over those two games, uh, we're looking at some bigger games here. And in those games, 30 and 28 DQ points. So at 5,400, generally don't love point guards going against Miami. Don't mind him that much in this matchup. Uh, and then maybe Josh Jackson on the random GPP flyer in hopes that they start to give this guy some solid routine minutes as he's getting shot attempts again. But you can't really rely on that. Sliding over to the other side of the ball, Bam out of bio, 8,800. Uh, it's a three-game slate, so I don't mind it. I'm not going to say sit here and love it either. Um, 
if you want to spend up at center, this is probably the guy you're going to be doing it with. But we talked about some of that value that we'll have in Minnesota when that's available. And then we'll talk about some of the value that we're going to have in Portland and some guys that uh, are a guy over there that's probably going to be routine chalk. So uh, I'm expecting him to probably come in a little bit of a lower ownership. He should have a ton of usage, especially with no Butler there, possibly no hero dealing with that neck injury that he's had, neck soreness, whatever it may be. So if those if if, no, if Hero's out, I feel a lot more confident in the play. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, it, it's a great matchup. I just don't love that price tag. I want him to be more like 84, 83, and I'd feel a little bit better. Goran Dragic at 61. He's a guy that I definitely could co-sign and get a board on. Uh, only put up 29 DK points in that last one, but he did it with a double-double, 12 points, 10 assists on 36% shooting. It's a great matchup for him. 6,100 is a little too cheap. Ton of usage, especially if uh, Tyler Hero is out. I would expect at least 15, 14 shot attempts from him and a big game. So Goran Dragic would be one of my favorite plays on this early slate at 6,100, especially if Tyler Hero is out. I would be, uh, I'd be smacking him all over the place. Uh, Kelly Olenek at 58. Not a bad play. Starting to see the minutes come down a little bit in that last one against Detroit. But the game got out of hand as well. So I uh, don't mind going back to the well in this one if you want. Looking for a nice bounce back game. Maybe the ownership gets drove down a little bit just because uh, people are game log watching. But not necessarily a primary play of mine. And I don't think I'll be playing any Duncan Robinson at 5,900. I'll pass over there. So for me, it's mostly going to be a little bit of BAM. A ton of Gora Dragic. A little bit of a bounce back from some Kelly O. Uh, and that's probably about it. You know, Kendrick Monun is another guy that if you need the value, he played 27 minutes in that last one, only put up 12 DK points. So he's not a great point per minute guy. He had five turnovers. He struggled mightily. The game got out of hand. Is that why he played extra minutes? We really don't know. So just be careful if you're chasing those minutes. Uh, not all minutes are created equally kind of thing. If you wanted to feel a little bit more secure, uh, you know, with a guy down at that price tag, I think we talked about a few of them earlier. Especially if my boy Vanderbilt gets that call. Give him that starting job. Give it to him. Next game. San Antonio Spurs traveling to Portland. Take on the Trailblazers. As I said before, Trailblazers dealing with some injuries. Zach Collins, CJ McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic all ruled out. CJ Ellaby is questionable. CJ McCollum dealing with that uh, foot sprain in the last one. He has no timetable to return at the moment. Uh, and on the Spurs side of things, Cultivate Diops, Drew Eubanks, Lucas Simonic, and Quindary Weatherspoon all ruled out. Spurs look like they're pretty much good to go. While Portland has some uh, has some ground to make up with some of these uh, some of their top dogs missing out here. So DeMar DeRozan coming in at 8,900. Listen, Portland's defense has been dreadful this season. So this is a fantastic matchup. There's two backcourts I've been targeting off the wall. It has been Portland's. It has been Chicago's. And you can't stop losing money if you do that. But this price tag's up there. It's really going to come down to, I guess, your position build and your, uh, you know, how your lineup really looks. Because, you know, push comes to shove, you know, Bam or DeRozan. I like both these guys. I think they both are very, very similar type players. It just comes down to, you know, where do you want to spend up uh, at, at center or at, you know, small forward slash power forward. So, you know, look at your build, really make that decision, and go from there. Uh, Murray at 8,100. I am a big DeJounte Murray guy. I probably get more shares of him than I need to. At this price tag, I'll probably take a pass. Uh, just too much room for him to kind of bottom out at that $8,100 price. We're basically looking at anywhere between 30 and 40 points any given night. He does have that 50 to 55 point upside, but we see it you know, fewer or far in between. Last time we saw it was back in the ninth against Minnesota. It's a great matchup. Like I said, 
wouldn't shock me, but you know, maybe more of a GPP play. Not somebody I could trust in cash to, at that price tag. If I keep going down, you know, Keldon Johnson, the theme's going to continue with these Spurs. I just think they're all a little bit overpriced. I'm not paying 7K for Keldon Johnson when I talked about some of those other guys in, uh, in previous games. And then Marcus Aldridge at 6,400 until he can get his act together. It's kind of hard to trust him. You know, it makes great. It makes sense for a great bounce back spot after the two previous games. They looked absolutely dreadful, uh, and it is against its former team in Portland. So there's all the narrative and, and the reasoning, and you know, to go there. It's just could we trust him in cash? And I want to say yes. I don't think he's just in the doghouse. He's washed. He's done. And none of that. I think he's going to play. I think this is a very winnable game, uh, especially for San Antonio, and I expect them to. I mean, you know, right now this game. Um, it's it's coming in at a 223 game total. Portland's only being favored by one. This this very well could be a nice little bounce back spot for the Marcus Aldridge. So I'm not going to sit here and say plug him into your cash. I could trust him all that much. Uh, but I definitely have some interest in him. And he's probably my favorite spur play at the moment. Not playing Lonnie Walker either at 55. Just very score reliant. Doesn't really do much outside of that. Doesn't have the ceiling I love for that price tag in GPPs. Maybe a little bit in cash. And then the last guy, uh, outside of LaMarcus Aldridge, I don't mind some Jakob Pertl. Uh, this guy played 30 minutes, the most amount of minutes he's played all season. And that last one came out, put up a big double-double. Great, um, He's great defensively. He'll always chip in some blocks and steals. Uh, so this is a fantastic matchup for him, especially if he's going to be going against Cantor. So 3,900, he'll probably be a very, very chalky center play. Looking on the other side of the ball, Portland, Damian Lillard. Coming in as the highest-priced guy on this team, 9,900. When it comes down to it, Trey Young, Dame Lillard, I think everybody will go to Dame Dollar. I don't blame them. I do not blame them one bit. It's Damian Lillard with a boatload of usage now with no C.J. McCollum. He's going to have to take 25 shot attempts, 23 shot attempts minimum in this one. So 9,900, if you can get both, you know, I, I, I think we have enough value. I think we have plenty of value. If you wanted to sit there and get Trey Young, uh, you know, Bam Adebayo and Dame Lillard, I think you could easily do that. Uh, there's no doubt about it, because we're going to get to some of these value plays. Uh, we talked about Jakob Pertl. We talked about some of those Minnesota guys. And we're going to talk about some of these guys on this side of the ball. CJ now out. But before we get there, Cantor coming in at 6,300. Stepped into that center role perfectly. Only played 29 minutes, but 12 and 15. Don't expect the five blocks and 12 steals every game. That's not going to happen. Uh, you know, I he's just because he's terrible at defense doesn't mean he can't chip in those. But that's a little bit of a, a little bit of absurd. That's going to come down to more of a, a normal, maybe like one in one, but nonetheless, sixty-four or sixty-three hundred. It's a, it's a fair price tag for him, especially in this matchup. He should be looking at another big double double somewhere around you know twelve and twelve, fourteen and fourteen. He's good for those, and occasionally when it, when the shots just hitting for him and he shoots you know eight for eight, nine to nine, uh, you're looking at a big game. I just don't expect him to do it defensively now. There's going to be a lot of usage to be made up for. There's going to be a lot of different rotations that they run out there. Now, Robert Covington at 5,300, he's a guy that you know we saw him try to take advantage of the usage in that last one, uh, especially when that was just with Nurk. He took 13 shot attempts, literally only hit one of them. So not very often a guy shoots 7% from the field. He has been struggling like mightily this season with his shot, but I would expect a decent bounce back, at least hit a couple more shots. But the 10 rebounds, the steal, the block, all that's real. 5,300, don't mind me some Robert Covington. And then I'll be looking at some Gary Trent Jr., 4K. Expect this guy to have a significant role going forward until we get C.J. McCollum back. We saw him, uh, you know, we, we we saw Anthony Simons kind of draw the start initially, but it's going to be more of Trent getting more usage, more of the shot attempts. They're going to want Simons to handle that backup ball handling facilitator role. 
Uh, that way they can keep Lillard and, uh, and him staggered as well. So Gary Trent, 4K, would it be shocking? Whether he draws a start or not, he's very much in play for me. And then Derek Jones Jr. should continue to play big minutes. We should see a couple more rebounds fall to these wings now with no Nurkic. That's what I mean with Covington getting 10 boards in the last one. Derek Jones Jr. getting nine. I expect that to continue between these guys, giving them a little bit of a higher floor, a little bit of a higher ceiling. And But right now, they're both their price tags are still where they were prior. So Derek Jones Jr., Gary Trent Jr., Robert Covington, a little bit of canner, and some Damian Lillard for me. That is it for that slate. We'll keep it moving. We're cooking right now. We have another showdown slate. This one's taking place 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Phoenix Suns traveling to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. For the injury report, Grizzlies, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jonte Porter, Jonas Valanciunas, Justice Winslow, all ruled out. For the Suns, Damian Jones, Dario Sark, Jalen Smith, all ruled out. Campaign is questionable. We'll start with the Phoenix side of the ball. Phoenix, it's uh, it's tough with these guys. We we talked about it all season long. They they just spread the ball out very well. Uh, everybody gets a little bit of theirs. Everybody gets a little bit of usage. Everybody plays well. Team wins. Team plays great defense. Nobody has fantastic fantasy games. But nonetheless, we have to play some of these guys in this matchup. It's a showdown. Looking at the top of the board, Devin Booker. It's hard to ignore him. He's the best guy on this team. Best guy that we can depend on for usage, for shot attempts. Only problem with Devin Booker is he, he just doesn't chip out in much as far as rebounds and assists with Chris Paul now. So don't expect a whole lot of a ceiling, but he definitely makes sense of a spot maybe outside your captain in your utility spot over there. Don't mind looking at a Chris Paul or DeAndre, and I don't think I'd play more than two of these guys, though. Between Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, give me Cam Johnson. And then if we see campaign out, uh, you can take a look at Javon Carter. If you need the value, he should play about 15, 16 minutes. And, you know, he's anywhere between 12 and 22 DK points. On the Memphis side of the ball, John Morant is back in that starting lineup. He's 8,400. He played 30 minutes in that last one. Back to his old self. Struggled a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's a tough game. It's hard not to fire up John Morant, especially with no Jonas Valanciunas. He should lead the team in usage and just smash. Looking at that front court, though, Brandon Clark, I'd expect a bigger role from him. He was already starting at power forward. Should continue to play about 30 to 35 minutes now. I'd expect a few more minutes now with Jonas out. He's going to be chalky. It's hard to ignore it, though. I don't mind going double big when I'm looking at the Memphis Grizzlies team. And, you know, if you want to look at Jammer, hey, listen, Dylan Brooks, I didn't touch on him. I think he's bad. I, I can't stand him. He's like a Harrison Barnes for me. I never played Dylan Brooks. If you want to play him, I'm, I'm not going to knock you for it. He's going to have some usage. It's not a terrible thing. I just won't do it. Uh, but I don't mind Brandon Clark. And then, you know, one guy to definitely, definitely keep our eye on now that, you know, we don't have Jonas Valanciunas. It's going to be Xavier Tillman, especially with this game being the potential of Phoenix kind of just, uh, you know, being the way better defensive team. It's only a three-point spread, Memphis be, uh, with a 223.5 game total. But Memphis being a little hobbled, even when they get job back, they lose Jonas. Phoenix, probably a much better basketball team, so... Nonetheless, he played 27, 28 minutes in that last game, put up 31 DK points. He has at least 20-plus over the past four games, or three out of the past four games, I'm sorry, 18 in one of those. But I'm expecting a bigger role from this kid. I'm expecting bigger minutes. I definitely want some shares of him on the showdown slate. He makes perfect sense, especially if you want to lock him into a captain spot and then just load up on the studs. You know, get some, get some John Morant, get two of those Phoenix guys, and then get some of these ancillary pieces 
whether it's a Brandon Clark or somebody else. Uh, D'Anthony Milton, it's going to be hard to trust now that we have, uh, you know, Jabber Ant back in this lineup. I want to see him get more minutes. I don't think the Grizzlies do, so we're going to have to wait and see how that, and that is it for me. I'll keep it moving now. We have one slate left, four games. It's, I guess, the main slate of the night takes place, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Milwaukee Bucks traveling to Brooklyn to take on the Nets. Looking at this game as far as injuries, Nick Claxton, Spencer Dinwiddie out, Kyrie Irving questionable. Health and safety protocols, we're waiting here on that. And then for this Bucks team, looks like they are just good to go. Nothing to worry about over here. This is going to be a good one. Uh, I love targeting Giannis Antetokounmpo in these matchups. I'm going to be all over Giannis. It's going to probably be my highest owned player on the slate. It's hard to argue it. 10-4, I think he's underpriced. I think the matchup's fantastic. You know, when they just basically shipped off 80% of their defense being Jared Allen, it's tough not to like every team that's just going to walk into this game where you know this team's going to just be loaded with turnovers. They're going to push the pace. They're going to want to win. This is going to be a game that a lot of people are going to target, and rightfully so. It's hard to argue it. There's no game total yet released. There's no spread. Uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I lied. 240 game total. I was going to say I expect it to be at least 235. 240 game total. Milwaukee favored by two and a half. So don't be afraid to load up on some of these guys. It's the first game of the night, but who cares? Giannis, favorite play. Lock him in. If you want to spend up on somebody, I prefer him over Doncic. Nonetheless, it's Doncic. So, but just pref- I'll be probably playing at like an 80-20% share. Middleton very much in play as well for everything I just said about Giannis being a good matchup. If you're not playing Giannis, I still want some shares of either Middleton or you know Holiday. I prefer Middleton over Holiday at only $800 more, kind of the way I feel about that. Dante DiVincenzo, 5400 It's just a fair price tag for a guy that returns that pretty much uh, on a nightly basis. Won't have too much shares of him, but wouldn't hate him if you wanted to play him. It's really just going to be Giannis and Middleton for me on this Bucks side of the ball. Now over to Brooklyn, looking at this team, James Harden now came in, put up a big, big triple-double in his very first game, 80 DK points, almost 79 and a half. Now if Kyrie Irving plays, it's going to be tough for me to have any shares of uh, any of these guys because I already talked about wanting to spend up on Giannis on the other side of the ball. I might be able to do some stars and scrubs lineup and get two of these guys in there, but when push comes to shove, if I can only afford one, it's going to be Giannis. Uh, outside of that, I, I wouldn't mind going to Harden just because we know that he's going to be looking to fit. He's going to be looking to match, especially if there's no Kyrie Irving. Uh, I just expect him to be able to chip in a little bit more as the ball, leading ball handler with the assists over to Rant. And we know that Harden always gets a couple of rebounds as well. They both have that scoring gene baked into him. DeAndre Jordan coming in at 4,800. Now, this is going to be a very, very weird matchup for Jordan. Um He's going to struggle against Brooke Lopez. He's going to struggle mightily against Brooke Lopez. Now, when you look at the options that they have that they could put in there, you know, the best that they might be able to do is put Jeff Green uh, to try to chase Brooke Lopez. So the more I think about it, Brooke Lopez might be in play too at 5,600. I just don't love that price tag, but they really don't have anybody that can kind of check him from the three-point line unless they try to throw Durant or Jeff Green at him. Uh, and even then, it, it might be a little bit tough. But Kyrie Irving at 9,100 if he were to play. It's enticing. It surely is enticing because, you know, he's that guy that if we wanted to spend up on Giannis, we could still get somebody on the other side of the ball. You know, how do his teammates feel? How many minutes has he played? Is is there any sort of on-court punishment? 
uh, when he gets back from from the shenanigans that he pulled? I don't know. It's a big question mark. Nonetheless, at 9,100, I do prefer him over Durant. So right now, you know, the three guys I'm looking at would probably be Harden, would be Kyrie, uh, would be a little bit of DeAndre Jordan just because 4,800 is a fair price. He's going to have to play minutes in this one. So that's where I'm looking. Those three guys, and that is it. On to the next one. Dallas Mavericks traveling to Toronto. Take on the Raptors. For the Mavericks, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell, Josh Richardson all ruled out. Tim Hardaway Jr. is questionable. He sat out today's game. Alex Len, Patrick McCaw both ruled out for the Raptors. Looking at a game total and a spread, we do not have one, unfortunately. So we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to keep our eyes peeled. Again, welcome to the wonderful COVID NBA nowadays, where we'll just never have any of this news. So, looking at this Dallas side of the ball, Doncic coming in as the highest price guy on the slate, 11K. I'll take a pass on him. I like I said, I'm, it's Doncic. I'm a mad fan. I might have him in one or two. But overall, I, I just think I'm going to take a heavy pass. It's just going to be, you know, other guys in that first game I prefer over them. And, uh, you know, maybe even taking a Steph Curry in that late game over Dodgic as well. Porzingis, second half of a back-to-back. Wouldn't be shocked if he does sit. It's not in the injury report yet. Keep your eye on it. He, uh, he's he been playing some steady minutes and taking shot attempts. But uh, nonetheless, second half of a back-to-back, I will pass. In that case, we should see a little bit more minutes from guys like James Johnson and Willie Cauley-Stein, knowing that Max Kleber's still out uh, and Dwight Powell are still out. So both those guys would be in play. Don't love their price tags. I prefer James Johnson if I had to pick one. And that is it. Tim Hardaway Jr. sits. You could take a stab at a guy like Trey Burke, but I prefer to play Brunson over him. Brunson's been out due to the health and safety protocols of COVID-19. Uh, Carlisle mentioned that this dude's been just itching to get back on the court. He's passed tests for the past week. And Carlisle basically said, I don't know how many of these things he's got to pass. Uh, but nonetheless, 4K, I, if we do, if we see that there is no Tim Hardaway Jr., I wouldn't be shocked if he starts. He'd probably be a fantastic value play at that price tag. Toronto Raptors side of the ball, looking over there. Pascal Siakam coming in at 8,400. Dude's been playing much better of late. Struggled in that last one a little bit. At 8,400, there's going to be some other guys I want to spend up on, I think. And I'll probably take a pass. It's not a terrible matchup for him. If I'm spending up anywhere on this team, it's probably going to be in that backcourt between Van Vliet, between Lowry. These guys are just, you know, consistent A and consistent B. Uh, Van Vliet being a little bit of the better option. He's $200 more. So, it, you know, at this point, it's almost splitting here. Splitting here. So both get you anywhere between, you know, 35 and 40 on a nightly basis. So I prefer Van Vliet but I don't mind either one of them. Keep in mind, Dallas's defense has been pretty good. With that being said, they're missing half their players. So, uh, Boucher is the talk of the town right now. The dude's been playing minutes, 30-plus minutes, three straight games. He's playing fantastic. We know he's one of the best point-per-minute guys in the league at 7K. Do not mind him whatsoever. I prefer him over Siakam. The one guy outside of the backcourt tandem that I will be playing, and that is it. If you want to take the shot at Norman Powell, you land on, I'm sure. Not a guy I'm crazy interested in, very scoring reliant. Two games left on the docket. I feel like I'm just cruising. I got to check the time. 35 minutes. We're making good time. I feel like I haven't taken a you know, drink of water yet. Barely breathe. Uh, nonetheless, we'll keep it moving. Houston Rockets traveling to Chicago to take on the Bulls. For the Bulls, they have yet to release uh, their injury report. They played today. The Rockets, Sterling Brown, questionable. Chris Clemens has been ruled out as well as Dante Exum, Daniel House Jr., J- 
John Wall, Broderick Thomas, Eric Gordon is probable, while DeMarcus Cousins is probable. So it looks like, if I'm not mistaken, Victor Oladipo will be donning his new threads, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mistaken there. So don't quote me on that. Uh, don't quote me on that, because he's not even actually in the player pool just yet for the Rockets. So we're not playing him either way, it looks like, unless they somehow uh, just load him up there. So we'll start at the top for this Rockets team. Christian Wood, 8,900. We talk about this Bulls defense, how dreadful it is, how good Christian Wood's been playing since he's been getting all this usage, and it's really hard to ignore him. 8,900, it's a high price tag, but this is as good as it gets. So I don't mind spending up on him. If you're spending up at center on this slate, he's the guy that I'm going to nonetheless. With that being said, there's not a lot of guys that we'd want to spend up on anyway. So it's not going to necessarily be contrarian. People are going to do it, and it makes perfect sense. Eric Gordon at 5,200. Uh, like I said, he is probable for this game. They're expecting him to be back. I expect some pretty decent minutes. Uh, it's been a two-game absence. Um, you know, it's tough to just sit there and say he's going to guaranteed play 30. It's a great, great matchup, though. Nonetheless, Eric Gordon's going to be in play for me. It kind of takes a little bit of the smoke away from guys like McLemore and uh, you know, Mason, who just absolutely crushed Mason Jones in that last one. Sterling Brown sits again, though. Wouldn't shock me if Mason Jones draws a start just because they need a point guard. He shot 8-12 in that last one. Not expecting him to shoot like that again. Still, great matchup. He would be a fantastic value play, along with Jalen Brunson, right around that 4K range if we get the injury news to fall right. Definitely a guy that I'll be looking at, though. And that's it. I'm not playing Tucker. Like I said, probably not playing McLemore at all. I'm not playing Cousins. I don't think I'll be playing any Tate. It's really just going to be a little bit of Mason Jones if we hear that there's no Sterling Brown or Oladipo. A little bit of Christian Wood, and that is probably it. On the Chicago side of things, now Kobe White struggled mightily, did not score a single point from the floor in today's game. It's a great bounce-back spot for him at 7,600. Zach Levine coming in at 9,500. I just struggled paying that price tag for Zach Levine. I get it. He pays it off more often than not. He didn't today against Dallas. Uh, you know, Only shot one of eight. The eight shot attempts are a little bit low. Expect a decent bounce back game for both these guys in the backcourt. Just don't see myself getting uh, to Zach Levine at 9,500 all that much. Just seems like it's a tough pill to swallow. Marketing coming off of a big game, double-double, 29 points, 10 rebounds, put up 47.5 DK points. He's going to be getting a mouthful of P.J. Tucker in this one, so I'll probably take a hard pass on that. Even though he'll have the size, P.J. Tucker's a junkyard rat, uh, junkyard rat dog. And uh, I don't know why I said junkyard rat, junkyard dog. Uh, and he is a beast. So I'm just not I'm not touching that matchup. I think that we could find better ones out there. Don't know why. Garrett Temple won me some money today. Got four teeth out of a nice large field GPP. Could have done a little bit better if it wasn't for little James Johnson out there. But don't go chasing that game. He shot 9 to 15 in that last one. Played 29 minutes. Now, if he's going to continue to play 29 minutes, that's something that we could chase at 4,500. Sure. Uh, the minutes are a little bit a little bit of a questionable thing right there. I'm not fully trusting him. Not going to completely cross him out of my player pool yet, but I do not trust him entirely. So for me, again, sounds cliche. Just guys in the backcourt, not touching the front court. Don't love the price tags of anyone outside of Garrett Temple when we go down. Final game of the night. Golden State Warriors traveling to the Los Angeles Lakers. Hanging out in L.A. for a little bit. Looking at the Warriors, Marquise Chris, Clay Thompson, 
Alan Samaliak all ruled out for the Lakers. Costa Santacumpo ruled out with Jared Dudley. And then we have Catavius Caldwell-Pope, Anthony Davis, Wesley, Wesley Matthews probable, while LeBron James with his mysterious ankle injury is being considered questionable. This game coming in at 225 and a half game total. Lakers favored by 10 points. So, we got some good things to talk about this one. This is going to be a pretty large spread, but it's one that we wouldn't be shocked that it stays close because they have a guy named Steph Curry. So, with this spread, we do one of two things. We game script accordingly. If you think this game stays close, you play Steph Curry, he's going to be 95% of the reason why it does. And with that being said, if this game stays close, you want some Draymond Green at 5,200 despite the matchup. I get it. He's going against Anthony Davis. Why would we pick on that? Everything you say is correct. But we're not trying to play Draymond to get buckets. We know he's not scoring anything. If he scores, it's a bonus. The assists, the rebounds. If this game stays close, both these guys should be chipping in a ton of ancillary stats. So I think both those guys are in play for that game script. Now, if you're trying to you know avoid that game script, obviously, you know, Kep more, Damian Lee, maybe these guys make a little bit more sense to get a few extra minutes if this game gets out of hand. And I don't think I'm playing Oubre or Wiggins in this matchup. It's going to be a tough one for them both. On the Lakers side of the ball, between Davis, between James, I prefer Davis at 9300 just much, much cheaper. Uh, right around that Kyrie Irving price tag range where we can get a stud and we can get him and still feel great about the rest of our lineups. Nonetheless, we have plenty of value, so you could still get James if you wanted. Uh, just for the slim discount, I prefer Davis. So. And that's probably it for me. I mean, if, again, I always have to say if we see James sit, obvious boost for guys like Kuzma and Schroeder, uh, more usage, more minutes for both of them. And then if you want to maybe take a you know deep shot, uh, you know, on a guy like Marcus Saul at forty one hundred, maybe don't trust it entirely though. Not my favorite play. Really, just gonna be the top dogs here. Actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I like Schroeder. I think Schroeder's a good Schroeder. This seems like a light up spot for Schroeder. Wouldn't it be a uh, wouldn't again stays close. We want to see him play and get those shot attempts. You know, 14, 15 shot attempts would be ideal. It's not a guy that necessarily gets ample run when the game gets out of hand. He's not young anymore. He is still fairly young, but it's not his first or second year in the league where it's like, let's get him some garbage time minutes. He's an ample member of this rotation. Sixth man. So that is it. That is it for me. That is all the games. That is all the slates. I think that was four slates, uh, about nine nine or ten games total. It gets a little confusing when you have to go through uh, – Bunch of different slates like that. Bunch of different tabs. A lot of tabs open. Nonetheless, guys, I appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you for putting up with me for 40-plus minutes at this point. If you have a quick moment and you'd like to, give me a follow on Twitter, at Patra, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can hit me up on there. Get any of your questions answered. Follow me. I'm always just kind of trying to tweet stuff around lock, whether it's breaking information from beat reporters uh, or whatever it may be to try to give a – Give a little hand out there to my fellow DFSers. And then give us a thumbs up, a rate and review, subscribe, hit the notification. Whatever you have to do means the world to us. You can find us Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, all over the place. We really do appreciate, guys, those subscribers and everything. It uh, means a lot to us. And if you're wondering how you can get some more information, how you can get some more access, well, you can only do that if you have the Fantasy Pass or the DFS Pass. If you do not want to get the whole bundle, which I recommend. The whole kit and caboodle comes with all the year-long fancy goodness, as well as some wager information, uh, information, as well as our DFS stuff over here, too. We have the Discord. We have articles. We have a lot of stuff. We're growing day by day, night by night. And with that being said, we are looking 
for some new contributors and some helping hands over here for the DFS Today podcast. Uh, whether it's on the podcasting side of things, the writing side of things, the media side of things, graphic design, video, whatever it may be, we're looking for a little bit of everything. We're looking for people that want to just grow with our team, be a part of something that's great over here, have some fun talking hoops, share some laughs, and just, you know, have some fun while doing it. We have a great thing going on over here, a great team. Love working with the people that I do. Everybody over here has some dedication, has some work ethic. They grind, they grind, they grind, and they're a different breed, and that is something you do not see every day. You know, everybody wants to do sports, but it's tough. You have to be able to sacrifice. You have to be able to, you know, pretty much work yourself in the bone, and a lot of the guys over here on this team manage to do that. So kudos and a quick shout-out to everybody that we have. And if you're interested, just give us a shout-out, whether it's on Twitter. Uh, you can, you know, hit me, Santino, Dan, Braspers, any one of us up. We'll get back to you as soon as we could. Thank you guys for listening. As always, let's go out there. Let's crush some GPPs. We'll be back tomorrow. I get the night off. You get to hear Santino. You get to see here. Get to hear Will. They'll be breaking stuff down. I'm sure. Uh, you know, Will will uh, take my place and putting Santino into his while I'm off. So, take care, guys. Have a great night.